This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm pretty excited to talk to Rebecca Geyer. She's a marketing expert and author of the book, Smart Marketing for Engineers, and she is going to give us some pretty amazing tips on how to market yourself to potential employers, actually three specific things you can do in the main segment of our episode, but then at the end of the episode, We're going to talk about marketing in general, right? Branding yourself, marketing yourself every day, because essentially that's what you have to do if you want to be successful as an engineer or a technical professional. And I think that some of the tips that she talks about in here are going to be hugely helpful to you from the interview process is one thing, but then even at the end of the show where she talks about how to make your LinkedIn profile kind of jump right off the screen at someone. Powerful, powerful stuff. But before we get into the episode segment, I have some exciting news. PPI, our exclusive exam prep podcast sponsor, is giving away $100 Amazon gift cards every month to my listeners. For information on how to qualify, make sure to listen to my announcement later on in this episode. I just love this topic of marketing. In fact, it's been a big topic in the TEM lately. And if you're not familiar with the TEM means, that's the Engineering Mastermind. It's an online community that we've created for our podcast listeners so that they can take the next step. You listen to the podcast, you're going to hear about some marketing steps. If you want to implement things and have a support group around you, join the Engineering Mastermind community. If you want to check it out, just go to theengineeringmastermind.com. All right, now let me introduce Rebecca Geyer. Rebecca has 25 years of global marketing experience. And named by the Wall Street Journal editors among the 10 most innovative entrepreneurs in America, Rebecca leads the true marketing team in building strategic, thoughtful, and sustainable marketing programs for a wide variety of companies. In 2016, Rebecca released her debut book, Smart Marketing for Engineers, an inbound marketing guide to reaching technical audiences. She details the steps from the start with positioning to the end with measurement to using an inbound marketing methodology to generate awareness and demand in B2B technical markets. Rich in data showing engineers' online content and browsing behavior and preferences, the book is filled with lists, templates, and examples from B2B engineering and scientific companies in industries including automotive, military aerospace, manufacturing, IT, oil and gas, and more. Now, I want to give you a quote related to today's topic to bring us right into the main segment with Rebecca. The quote is from Simon Mainwaring. For a truly effective social campaign, a brand needs to embrace the first principles of marketing, which involves brand definition and consistent storytelling. All right, now it's time to jump into the main segment of our episode, and I'm excited to welcome Rebecca Geyer from True Marketing. Rebecca is the author of Smart Marketing for Engineers, an inbound marketing guide to reaching technical audiences, and Rebecca's going to talk to us today about marketing yourself to potential employers. Rebecca, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thanks, Anthony. It's great to be here. So Rebecca's going to talk to us about a 
what I think is a really important topic is marketing yourself to potential employers, but also marketing yourself in general overall. We're going to kind of touch on both. But Rebecca, before we dive into the points that you want to cover here, tell us a little bit about how you got into marketing for engineers. I get a question a lot too. Are you an engineer? And I am not an engineer, although sometimes I think maybe I should get an honorary degree. I've been working with engineers for, well, I've been working in marketing for 25 plus years, 26 or 27 now. And the majority of that time has been in the engineering space. So 14 of those years, I worked at National Instruments, which a lot of companies, a lot of engineers know. They're the makers most famously of a software package called LabVIEW. I think I launched maybe seven or eight versions of LabVIEW in my career. And then while I was, I guess, just on the uh, management side, while I was at NI, I had a very fortunate opportunity to not only go through management training, but then I became a management trainer. And I trained a lot of engineering managers. And now I'm actually an executive coach to several CEO clients of engineering companies. So even though I have this marketing background and that's the primary focus of my company and my work, I personally end up getting a lot involved in the management side. I, of course, am a manager myself, but also have that management training background and coaching now. After a number of years at NI started uh, True and our teams now work with engineering business leaders at growth companies and we're developing and executing their brand positioning and messaging and their marketing plans. And then, of course, I ended up finally uh, last year writing a book that summarized my experience and our methodology. What's important for you as a listener is you heard Rebecca say she helps now engineering companies with their brands. Today, we're going to be talking about your brand, which is you and marketing yourself. And Rebecca is going to walk through three specific steps towards marketing yourself to potential employers. But even if you're not in the job market right now, I would urge you to follow along with us because at the end of the show in the Take Action Today segment, we're also going to tie this all together and just talk about marketing yourself in general, which is important on a day-to-day basis. So let's jump into these uh, three steps we got here. What do you got for number one? All right. So number one, I have define your key differentiators. So you're thinking about your personal brand, just like with the approach that we take with all of our customers, and I did for NI so many years. When you take in defining the brand of your company or product, you take the same approach to define your personal brand, and that's starting with your three key differentiators. I actually just helped my daughter do this exact exercise. She's getting ready to graduate from college next week, and she's seeking a job in nursing. So this is a universal best practice, but for an engineering example, what I did was I wrote out differentiators. I made them up using a design engineer as an example. So these are made up. They may or may not exactly apply or be exact or or accurate. Let's imagine that you're a design engineer, and I actually wrote four in this case. You want a minimum of three key differentiators and no more than five. So the first key differentiator, five years of experience creating and designing digital components and systems. A second key differentiator, Two years working in a company less than 10 million in revenue and three years working in a company greater than 500 million. The third key message, having a commitment to completing a project by working 24 hours straight to get projects done on time if needed. 
And the fourth key differentiator is researched and developed a new idea that led to a product that drove new revenue in a key market. So again, I made those up. They're going to be very different and very unique for, for each engineer. But what you want is you want these key differentiators to be specific and you want them to be front and center then in your cover letter and reiterated at the top of your resume. So very specifically, if you think about your cover letter, and I personally do still recommend that you do cover letter, I suggest a short opening paragraph, two to three lines, no more than that. That's, you know, I'm applying for this job and here's the job and company and here's why I'm interested. And then your second paragraph is just one line of text and it's here are a few aspects of my experience and background that set me apart. And then you bulletize your key differentiators. That's just an example of just starting. This is exactly what we do with clients when we're getting ready to launch a new product. It's exactly how we did it when we went to launch a new version of LabVIEW. What are the three most important differentiators of this product? And we do it at the company level too. And it totally applies to individuals. What you're saying here, Rebecca, is these differentiators are something that if someone's reading your cover letter or your resume, they're going to kind of stop and say, wow, this person did this 24 hours in a row on a project or they worked in a company with more than $500 million in revenue. Okay. I think that that's great because I think in a world where there's a lot of information and there's a lot of like information overload and people tend to get 50 to 100 resumes for a position, if you want to be the one that gets at first called for an interview before we say get the job, you really got to stand out and you really got to differentiate yourself. And I agree doing stuff like this in a cover letter. I know engineers and engineering executives or sometimes HR people in engineering, they like seeing maybe you write something, maybe a couple of these are in bullet points in your cover email or cover letter or whatever the case may be. Or if there's a short, if they allow you through like an online portal to give a short description of yourself, a couple of these differentiators go in there as a to jump out at someone. So definitely keep that in mind, right? So that's kind of your first step is you got to think about what your key differentiators are, maybe come up with some examples, be ready to present them in a way that they really, really jump out at the person looking. Yeah, that's exactly right. And these should be reiterated at the top of your resume. They should be reiterated on your LinkedIn. And I do think bullets are great. I strongly recommend bullets in a cover letter. I see so many cover letters come through, you know, my, when I'm hiring and it's just blocks of text and it's paragraphs and you're just skimming. You're just looking for things that are going to stand out. We'll make it easier on the person and just put your bullets right there. As humans, we like to read bullets. So, uh, and especially with so much of our reading happening online now, that's very much the way web pages are set up. It's a lot of bulleted text, short paragraphs, and then as you dig in deeper to a website, you get into longer copy. So use that same. It's, it's how our, we like to read, especially nowadays. So my second step or tip of advice is, so emphasize then your key messages in interviews using bridging. So I've got two different pieces of this. I'm talking about key messages now, and I'm talking about bridging. Let me talk about the key messages first. So you have these very specific you know, $10 million in revenue, three years working in a company over 500 million, you've got more specific details there. So what I'm suggesting is now turn those differentiators into short, memorable messages that are just a few words. Let me take those same four key differentiators and 
and tell you how I'd simplify them into four key messages. So number one, experience in digital design. Key message number two, big and small company experience. Key message number three, commitment to project completion no matter what it takes. And key message number four, success developing ideas that drive revenue. So the reason why you'd want both is you want to be as specific as possible and really have proof in your differentiators when someone's reading. But as you're talking in an interview, this is where your key messages and being simpler and being more uh, memorable and having it just flow off your tongue is going to make it easier for you to remember. Let's use a real world example. So let's say you're in an interview and the interviewer starts out by saying, you know, okay, Anthony, you know, thanks for being here. Let's start out. Tell me a bit about your background and why you believe you're a good fit for this role. That's a common way that I started an interview. It's kind of an icebreaker. It's an easy question to just kind of get the person comfortable and learn what they have to say. Well, so there's two parts to that. You know, tell me a bit about your background. So boom, right there, you're set with an answer to the first part of the question by simply summarizing your key differentiators. So you can say, I can sum up my experience with four key areas that really set me apart from other candidates. I have experience in digital design. I've got big and small company experience. I've got a commitment to project completion, no matter what it takes. And I have success developing ideas that drive revenue. And I look forward to telling you more about that. And you're done. You've just nailed it. And you're super succinct. So you're using your messages and you're not going into a lot of detail yet. The way you answer the second part of the question, which was, why do you believe you're a good fit for this role? This is where the skill of bridging comes into play. You want to be bridging from the job description, which is what they wrote and are looking for a candidate to fill, to your key messages. And so let me just pause and kind of explain how this works. So verbal bridging is a skill that's taught to often in the context of those preparing for press interviews. So I prepared a lot of engineers and business leaders at NI for different on-camera and phone press interviews. The concept is that whatever question you get, so in this case, why do you believe you're a good fit for this role? You answer the question and then you bridge to your key message. So let me give you an example with the key messages again for the design engineer. Let's say you get a question, what type of work environment do you prefer to work in? So I'm kind of changing it up here a little bit. You could answer this question and then bridge to your key message. Number three, commitment to project completion no matter what it takes. So let's say you begin by saying, I excel in a work environment where managers give their engineers clear direction and timelines, empower them to innovate and try new things. And then, and here's where you bridge. And I especially enjoy an environment that's fast paced, working with a team of engineers that share a commitment to project completion, no matter what it takes, because I thrive on achievement of getting products to market, even if it means an all out sprint and long hours to meet the deadline. So in this case, you've bridged to your key message about commitment to project completion, saying it in a more conversational way that gets the message across. So that's why you want to have the differentiator, but you also want to have this kind of more simple message. So when you're getting ready for this, I recommend, you know, think about the five to seven questions you might get in the interview and then go ahead and start. I recommend even typing out your answer, but practice bridging, practice getting to that key message. And, and then likely, you know, you're going to get comfortable with the bridging part and you're going to really get comfortable with your key messages. And then if you end up getting a question that you didn't practice, well, you've gotten so comfortable that it, it's just going to really flow.
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that what you're doing here by preparing, by having all of these differentiators and these messages ready is that you're kind of creating this catalog of terms that you have in your brain, essentially, that if you practice them, you'll be able to recall them, hopefully relatively naturally in the interview, so that when you're trying to like be on your toes and just respond, you're not just shooting from the cuff, you're pulling from these messages or these differentiators that you've already reviewed and you've gone over. So subconsciously, you're like ready to go and you can kind of pull the ones you need. And I think another point that I want to mention, and this may be even going back to the first point you talked about, is on your resume too, when you're thinking about how to put these differentiators and these messages in there, as Rebecca said earlier, have it stand out and at the top of the resume. I mean, the one thing that I have to say that most engineers do that I think is not a good approach is putting some kind of very general objective statement at the top of the resume. Like I want to use my skills to get this engineering job where I can excel and blah, blah, blah. And it's the same thing that everybody writes. And I don't think anyone really even pays attention to it anymore. An engineer who's worked on for a $500 million plus company, who's looking for a fast paced job where I can use my ideas to generate revenue. All of a sudden that objective is starting off like, wow, right? Exactly. Specificity is really going to set you apart because I do agree with you, Anthony. I see those objectives, you know, at the top and they sometimes they're helpful or they kind of resonate or they stick out. But a lot of times they all sound the same. And I could take that same three lines or two and I could put it on, you know, 20 other resumes and it would be the same. So you really have to think about what's going to be on my resume that when I put it all together, no one else this really sets me apart. And I like the idea of being coming in, not with an overconfident tone, but certainly with a sense of confidence that here is what sets me apart and then be specific about it. So I think you're spot on. Yeah, I think that that's, you really got to stand out because at the end of the day, I always tell engineers, everybody's got the same objective, which is to get a job. Of course. As opposed to looking like you want to get a job, you want to position it so that people want to get you. Exactly. All right, Rebecca, what's number three here? Okay, and then the third is demonstrate your commitment to customer success by telling stories. You want to talk about how you solved customer pains and you want to do it through storytelling. So the reason why I'm focused on customer success is because the most successful companies research has shown that the most successful high growth companies are those that are highly customer focused. So talking about how you helped customers is going to demonstrate that you care for and you focus on customer success. So to do this, I recommend, so think about a couple of real world experiences that you've had in your engineering career where your efforts directly impacted the success of a customer. So these could be, you know, maybe a decision you made about a feature that should be included in, in a component or a system, or maybe it's a last minute customization request that you were able to complete. From a marketing standpoint, we do customer solutions, we do case studies, you know, we're writing them all the time for our clients. And we use a, a very simple, what we call a challenge solution framework. And so I think you guys could use this too. So practice your stories, keep them to under a minute. The point is not to go into all the minutia and detail about this customer situation. Remember, it's to show how your commitment to customer success. You don't want to bog them down in a lot of unnecessary details. So think about what was the customer's challenge? 
Maybe it was time, maybe it was money, it was some technical feature that they needed. And then think about what was the impact of that challenge? What was that holding them back from? And maybe it was keeping them from running their plant and their plant, they had downtime, it was losing the company money. Or maybe it was slowing their time to market and they were risking a competitive position in the market. What was that business impact, if you know it? And then how did you solve it? What was the unique talent or skill or just hard work that you did to bring to the table that contributed to or, or even maybe directly solved the customer's problem and then try to quantify that impact by you doing that. It saved them money. It, it helped them make more money. They got to market more quickly. You know, they were maybe able to respond to their customer faster, thus increasing their customer satisfaction. So I know sometimes it's hard to quantify impact. And even if you have to qualify it more subjectively, I think if you're still connecting your effort to the customer and how they were able to be successful, not only with your product or service, but also in their own business, it really shows that you're connecting the dots of what you're doing to how it's impacting your previous employer's customers, and which is exactly what they wanna see in an employee's. Use that challenge solution. What was the challenge? How did I solve it? And what was the impact? And try to keep it under a minute. That storytelling is definitely a way to engage people in the world today where there's just so much information and you really need to grab people, get their attention if you want to kind of differentiate yourself. So I think that that's super important. Exactly. All right. So let me just quickly summarize these three steps that Rebecca has given us and then we'll jump into our Take Action Today segment, pull everything together and talk about how you can market in general too, as opposed to just for prospective employers, or maybe it's one and the same. So we talked about first defining your key differentiators, which could be, Rebecca gave a bunch of examples, the size of project you worked on, the fact that you work 24 hours straight on a project to finish it, to get it done. So these are your differentiators that are going to make people say, wow, I want to talk to this person. Number two is emphasizing kind of your key messages, those messages that are going to be a little bit more descriptive, right, Rebecca? Than the, the opposite, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the opposite. A little bit shorter, like a summary of your differentiators, right? Exactly. So then you're simplifying it, so then you can make the bridge from the simplified summary to the specific differentiator as you need to recall it in the interview. Last but not least is you're going to tell stories, make it more descriptive. You're going to engage people, but you still want to keep it to like a minute or so. We're not talking about getting too long-winded, but at the end of the day, you need to engage people and wrap everything up into this package that you can engage them with and keep them interested in. Those are kind of your three steps that you can take when you're thinking about marketing yourself to potential employers. So now what we're going to do is we're going to jump into our Take Action Today segment of the show where we're going to wrap this up for you and talk a little bit about marketing in general. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of this episode where Rebecca and I are going to give you a couple of what I think are pretty important things that you could and should do to build your own personal brand. But before we do that, I want to take a moment to give you a message from today's sponsor, PPI. If you're preparing for the civil PE exam, you probably know that the Civil Engineering Reference Manual by Michael Lindeberg is the book to use. Michael Lindeberg is actually the founder and president of PPI, the leader in FE and PE exam prep. PPI has new prep courses available for the civil PE exam that offer complete coverage of not only the morning breath exam, but also your choice of afternoon depth exams. 
The course presents over 60 hours of new content and walks you through tons of exam-like practice problems. When you enroll in the live online prep course, PPI also includes on-demand lectures for free so you could start studying while you wait for the course to begin. Through October 2017, PPI will be choosing two of our podcast listeners per month to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you enroll in this course. To enter the raffle, visit ppitopass.com forward slash civil prep. Again, that's www.ppi, the number two, pass forward slash civil prep. From there, you'll need to choose your course and checkout. On the checkout page, enter the promo code prep and then complete your enrollment. Again, you need to enter the promo code PREP before completing your enrollment to qualify for the gift card. You'll be notified on the first of the month if you won the $100 gift card. I used PPI for my PAE exam prep, so I feel confident in recommending that you check out this prep course. Plus, you could win $100. Good luck. All right, I'm back with Rebecca Geyer. We talked about marketing yourself to potential employers in the main segment of the episode, but we want to talk about marketing in general because from my perspective, working with a lot of engineers over the years, doing one-on-one coaching and through our engineering mastermind community, we talk about all the time about kind of building your brand and which is essentially marketing yourself on a day-to-day basis, whether it's the way you act with your colleagues, your coworkers, your supervisor, the way your clients perceive you, the way prospective employers perceive you. Everything you do is essentially marketing yourself. And so I think that that's something to think about on a daily basis. Do you agree, Rebecca? I do. Absolutely. What are some things that you can just kind of throw out there from your experience that help you on a day-to-day basis to make yourself marketable? So I have a couple of thoughts, and one of them is more external, and one of them is more internal, but I think that they could benefit both. So LinkedIn, I mean... Your greatest, you know, it's kind of your storefront of your brand from a personal basis in our professional careers is LinkedIn. Number one, I would go back and I would really take some time to look at your LinkedIn profile and think about your key differentiators and go ahead and add a top section in your summary of your LinkedIn bio and say, you know, you don't call them key differentiators, but here are the aspects of my experience that really set me apart or that summarize my experience and have them right there and already start getting your brand defined. And I think LinkedIn is the right place to do that. So that would be a suggestion from a more external standpoint. The second action that I would suggest, and this really could start internally but you could also uh, take it external is I would seriously consider doing some writing or doing some video or doing a webcast with slides or whatever your preferred format is on areas that you have expertise in. If you have a personal blog or what I was thinking was the reason why I was thinking it would be internal is if you are working in a company that has an intranet, use the intranet to post a blog about a project that you worked on or you know start those customer stories i had a, a customer you know one of our team got heard from the sales team about this customer that had this particular uh, challenge and here was the challenge here was the impact of their business here's how we solved it don't wait for the interview to start already curating and developing your customer success stories and your expertise so I would say LinkedIn and start writing and creating this content now. 
Absolutely. I think those are excellent recommendations. I'm a huge believer in LinkedIn. I use it extensively. And we've done several podcast episodes, which we will link to in the show notes for this episode, which I'll give you that URL here in a minute when we round out. But definitely you should be on LinkedIn. Your profile should be awesome because you have the time to work on it. I mean, it's not like if you're going to have a LinkedIn profile at all, it should be awesome because people are looking at that and saying, this is you. This is Anthony. This is his reputation. This is what I'm seeing. This is how I'm giving him credibility by reading this. So that's definitely important. And then the blogging, videos, whatever you can do, whether it's on the internet or even on LinkedIn. I know some people that have interesting like slideshare presentations on their LinkedIn profile that showcase some of their engineering projects and experience, which again is a differentiator because most people that you go to their LinkedIn profile, they don't have that. Exactly. So these are things that you can think about and they are just building your brand that's going to help you in every aspect of your career, whether it's moving up within your company, whether it's gaining more business or getting credibility from your clients, or whether you do actually have to make a transition and find new work or you decide that you want to go get a new job. So whether it's like something happened and you need to find new work, or whether you decide, you know what, I want a new opportunity that's maybe a little bit more exciting, a little bit more challenging. I've built up this personal brand that's going to allow me to just make a couple of phone calls and get a new position. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know what also might happen is because you've invested and you're really differentiated and really showing your expertise on LinkedIn, you may get a phone call when you're not even looking for it. And that's the best case scenario. And that's kind of the ultimate proof that you're definitely marketing yourself, whether you know it or not, because someone's noticing. I just want to thank Rebecca Geyer, author of Smart Marketing for Engineers. Rebecca, thanks for joining us on the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Thank you. This is super. I hope everyone out there enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash smart marketing. That'll all be lowercase, no space, smart marketing, where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.